Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number 13 top waiver wire pickups for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. If you'd like access to my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys might have, make sure to check out the Patreon, link in the video description for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 13, top 10 waiver wire pickups for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with my first must-add waiver wire pickup for week number 13, Christian Watson, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Lambeau on Sunday Night Football. Watson is currently rostered in 74.7% of leagues on ESPN and 53.6% on NFL. So while Watson isn't available in a majority of leagues, if you play in a smaller league or maybe a less competitive league, Christian Watson would definitely be my number one waiver wire add of the week. Wide receiver 12 last week in PPR prior to Monday Night Football, as Monday Night Football between the Vikings and the Bears has not happened yet as I'm recording today's video. Week 12 at the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, the Green Bay Packers served the Detroit Lions a Thanksgiving dinner of a absolute L, and it kind of sucked for the Packers because when they won, they didn't even give Jordan Love like a turkey leg or anything. Every other team who won on Thanksgiving, there was like a whole smorgasbord of things for them to eat. Meanwhile, the Packers win and they get a grand total of nothing. They win 29-22, to five receptions on seven targets for 94 yards and a tug for Christian Watson on Thursday. Back-to-back weeks with one touchdown and to me, it feels as though with how much better Jordan Love has looked as of recently that Christian Watson may be a late season league winner for your fantasy football team. It feels like Christian Watson really has that skill set, there's a reason why I, along with many other fantasy analysts, like Christian Watson so much in the fantasy offseason. He was a touchdown machine last year. He is a player with pretty high pedigree, in my opinion. And last week's game up against the Lions, everyone was watching on Thanksgiving. We saw how good he looked. And if Watson is able to be back on the saddle, right, getting six, seven, eight, nine targets every single week, then Christian Watson really could be a reliable wide receiver down the stretch of the season. That could help you win your fantasy football championship. At number two, we have another receiver on the Green Bay Packers, and that is Jaden Reed, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Football, 31.5% rostered on ESPN for Reed, 43.9% rostered on NFL. Wide receiver, 24 last week in PPR. Week 12 at the Detroit Lions, like I said, they eat the W, 29-22. to Four receptions on eight targets for 34 yards and a touchdown, as well as two rushes for 16 yards. This marks three weeks in a row with 15 or more PPR points for Jaden Reed. In two of those games, he has scored a touchdown as well as had two or more carries. Now, it's not like Jaden Reed is the next Debo Samuel or something like that in terms of rushing production, but getting two or three rushing opportunities every single game is kind of just like some brownie points, right? Some extra add-on to the upside that Jaden Reed possesses. 
You could honestly make an argument right now that Reed might be a significantly safer pickup when compared to Christian Watson, because Christian Watson has been decent the last two games, right? He has that big game last week, wide receiver 12, right? But Jaden Reed has been that consistent piece. Like I said, three straight games with 15 or more PPR points. So I wouldn't call you crazy by any means if you wanted to fucking argue that Jaden Reed is the safer pickup when compared to Christian Watson. I like both of them a ton, and it really does feel like this Green Bay Packers team, the offense has turned a corner. Christian Watson looks like the old Christian Watson. Jordan Love looks like the Jordan Love from the beginning of the season, and that could mean that both Christian Watson and Jaden Reed might be guys that are ranked inside the top 24 every single week for the rest of the season, as long as Jordan Love can keep it up. At number three, we got Keaton Mitchell running back of the Baltimore Ravens. Now we are back into a scenario where there are a bunch of teams on by. We got the Bills, the Bears, the Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, the Giants, and the Ravens. So Keaton Mitchell, who's our number three waiver wire ad, is on by this week. Currently only rostered in 33.6% of leagues on ESPN, 24.6% on NFL. That is truly shocking to me. Now I get that when you picked up Keaton Mitchell a couple of weeks ago, some people cut him because he hasn't been the best, but the reason why you wanted to add Keaton Mitchell was because of the upside that he possesses. We talked about it over the last couple of weeks that this guy is like great value Devin A-Chain. Now again, I'm not trying to shit on Keaton Mitchell, but this is a guy that wasn't drafted, right? This is a guy that most people had no idea who he was until he stepped onto the field for the Ravens and was seeing some snaps and was busting huge runs off. This man runs at the speed of Lightning McQueen, and that's why we call him Great Value Devin A-Chain, right? Because he is incredibly fast and speed kills in the National Football League. Running back 25 last week in PPR on Sunday Night Football up against the LA Chargers in LA. The Ravens win 20-10. to The Ravens offense honestly looked relatively limp dick in that game. It's not like Lamar Jackson was taking a deuce on their chest like a lot of people would have expected considering how bad the Chargers defense has been this year. The Chargers defense stood tall. They were standing on business. And, you know, the Chargers offense was inept. Justin Herbert, the pervert, kind of shit the bed there and the Ravens end up winning nine rushes for 64 yards for Mr. Mitchell two receptions on two targets for 25 yards obviously those stats aren't mouth-watering right you're not getting a chub in your pants reading those stats right because again running back 25 it's not like Keith Mitchell was the reason why you won your week if for some reason that you played him what was very promising is when you look a little bit deeper right when you whip the microscope out and analyze the game in terms of running back snap counts for the Ravens in week number 12 Keith Mitchell played 46 percent of the snaps nearly half the snaps Justice Hill 28 percent Gus Bus Edwards 27 percent Mitchell outcarried Gus Edwards in yesterday's game, as well as having the same amount of targets as Gus Edwards and Justice Hill combined. To me, things are pointing towards it being Keaton Mitchell season at the end of the year. We just talked about how maybe Christian Watson is that late season hammer, right? The reason why you win your fantasy football championship, I think Keaton Mitchell can do exactly that as well. If Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are getting kind of trickled out of this offense and they're trying to go balls deep with Keaton Mitchell, this is a guy that could be ripping off 15, 20 plus points weekly. 
is that good, and he is on that good of an offense. The Ravens have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Now again, maybe they go back to their old ways. They're back on their bullshit. They come out the bye, and Gus Edwards has four touchdowns. He's playing 50% of the snaps. Then it is what it is. But I'm willing to take that shot this late into the season, week number 13, to set my team up for some great success, as Borat would say, late in the season. Obviously, if you're in a pinch, you need a running back this week, then Keaton Mitchell wouldn't be your answer, but I really love the upside that he possesses. And again, I am shocked that he's owned in less than 35% of leagues in both ESPN as well as NFL. At number four, we got Pat Fryermuth, tight end of the Pittsburgh Steelers, going up against the trash-ass Arizona Cardinals defense this week at home in Pittsburgh. 41.9% rostered on ESPN, 31.8% rostered on NFL. As of right now, Fryermuth is the tight end one on the week. Now, I know maybe Hawkinson, Hulk smashes him, right? But still, top two tight end, most likely at the end of the week. Probably going to finish as the tight end number one, which was incredible. All season long, Fryermuth was a guy that went healthy. He gets his three, four targets, but he needs to find the end zone to be useful because normally he gets three, four targets for eight yards. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're left basically with your thumb up your ass and less than five fantasy points, right? But last week against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, the Steelers win 16 to 10. And Pat Fryermuth, after the firing of Matt Canada, turned into like prime Rob Gronkowski. He's looking like Tony Gonzalez out there, looking like Travis Kelsey. Nine receptions on 11 targets for 120 yards. Now, I understand that there is reasons to worry. Like, Nick, Nick, he's not going to do that again. I fully get that. And I don't know if it will continue, but I am certainly incredibly interested in the upside that Fryermuth has, given that we talk every single week about how volatile the tight end position is. One week, the this guy will be like a stud, you know, unless it's like Kelsey Hawkinson, you know, some of the upper echelon guys, right? When you get into the range of guys like Firebooth, it's like every week, pretty hit or miss. So I would much rather take the chance on a guy that now might just be getting eight plus targets every single game. Kenny Pickett was force feeding this man, the rock Pickett, I believe threw for the most amount of yards he's thrown for all season. Najee had his most rushing yards. Frymuth had his most of his receiving yards, the most receiving yards this season. And again, while I do not have this crazy belief for Kenny Pickett, it is very evident that Matt Canada was holding this offense back. So I might as well take a chance, take a shot on a guy that may now have a humongous big target share in this Steelers offense. At number five, we move to Chuba Hubbard, running back of the Carolina Panthers, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, make sure you guys smash that subscribe button like it owes you money for new. And whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help us out a ton. So Chuba Hubbard currently rostered in 48.6% of leagues on ESPN, 45.8% on NFL. So if Chuba Hubbard is available in your league, you're thinking, you know what? I want to have a guy that can play this week, a bunch of my running backs are on by, then Chuba Hubbard would be that guy. Running back 11 on the week in PPR, week 12 at the Tennessee Titans, the Panthers lose 10-17. to I was talking about how in the defenses to stream video earlier on in the day that Frank Reich was on the hot seat. The hot seat was scorching hot. He sat on it and it fucking burned his ass. He's gone. He has been fired. You're fired, buddy. So let's see how... The new coach, the interim head coach, 
treats things with this offense. Is it going to be what we saw last week in Week 12? Now, in Week 11, the prior week, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders were very similar in snap count. But in Week 12, Chuba Hubbard ran away with a very high amount of snaps, 64% for Hubbard to 36% for Sanders in that game up against the Titans. If Chris Tabor, interim head coach, formerly the special teams coach of the team, is able to give that similar workload 64 to 36%, then I think Hubbard is a start-worthy piece weekly. Now, obviously, with the Carolina Panthers offense and Bryce Young not being the hottest, I'm never going to sit here and give the gawk gawk 9,000 special to Chuba Hubbard and sit here and tell you that you got to start Hubbard every single week, but it's very evident that the upside is there for him. He was the running back 11 last week in PPR, again, against the Titans in Tennessee. 14 rushes for 45 yards and a tug. Five receptions on five targets for 47 yards. Miles Sanders looks about as washed as you could be. Chuba Hubbard is better than him at this point in the season. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and just blindly act like Chuba Hubbard is guaranteed the touches, the snaps, like he was with Frank Reich recently. That is not a guarantee. But if he gets that then you will be happy that you added him to your team. At number six, we got Ty Chandler, running back of the cold like Minnesota Vikings, who are on bye this week. 44.9% rostered on ESPN, 21.1% rostered on NFL. Now, Chandler plays tonight up against the Bears, and since this video will be recorded and uploaded before the game, we have to get back, go back to the future, Marty McFly style, and look to his stats last week as he was the running back 15 on Sunday Night Football in PPR against the Broncos in mile high. The team loses the game 20-21. to Josh Dobbs' first loss as a Vikings starting quarterback. 10 rushes for 73 yards and 4 receptions on 4 targets. 4 for 4 like he was at Wendy's for 37 yards. Now, Alexander Madison did take a stranglehold, did take command of the snap count in Week 11. Madison 65% to Chandler 31%. But it really feels like Chandler is in a situation where if he keeps taking advantage of the touches he gets, if he continues to be productive like he was on Sunday Night Football and like he may be tonight up against the Chicago Bears defense, it is entirely possible that he might fuck around and take over, take the reins as the lead back on the team. Especially when you consider that Madison's play this season has been pretty eh, and the guy also has suffered from a, a dire case of fumbleitis. So Chandler, maybe it's 45-55 Madison. And if that's the case going forward and this Vikings team becomes an absolute wagon, they're a team that's winning games, the defense is really starting to nut up, then man, oh man, Chandler again, not a guy that I'd be overwhelmingly excited to start every single week, but a guy that would enter the conversation of being a fringe start every single week. And sometimes in fantasy football, that might just be exactly what you need. There are people that are rolling Kenneth Gainwell out there, right? There are people that have very bad running back situations, especially right now. We're very late into the season. So I think Chandler is definitely a piece that even if you feel like you have a solid running back core, you got three guys that you like, you know, injuries happen.
and you want to be prepared, you want to wrap a metaphorical condom, a Durex, a Trojan around your roster as we get deeper and deeper into the season for your playoff and potential championship run. Next up, we got Mario Douglas, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, going up against the LA Chargers this week at home in New England. 2.1% roster on ESPN, 22.7% on NFL. But before we get on into Demario Douglas as well as the other three waiver wire ads, and then we're getting on into the bonus waiver wire ads, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe and today, Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds, but first, I want to explain to you guys how the Underdog Pick'em works. So, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Football tonight, the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams, so one from the Vikings, one from the Bears. So, we're going to go ahead and start with DJ Moore, higher than 61 and a half receiving yards. It seems like when Justin Fields is healthy, DJ Moore Moore should be able to eclipse that 61 and a half receiving yards number. And then we are going to go and scroll all the way down here to TJ Hawkinson, higher than 62 and a half receiving yards. I just do not think the Bears defense has an answer for TJ Hawkinson. So if you guys are new to underdog fantasy and live in one of the states on your screen right now and use promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description, you receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So if you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100, 50 additional 50 25 additional 25 the minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is ten dollars if we place whatever however much amount of money you want to place on this if it hits it gets three times your entry fee if you do three different picks it's six times four picks is ten times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee obviously all the picks need to hit if you have a gambling problem please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER Back on into things here with Demario Douglas of the Patriots going up against the Chargers. Now, we all know, anyone that watches a Patriots game knows that the Patriots on offense are a flaming pile of dog shit. You can smell them directly through the screen when you're watching the game. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, doesn't matter. They all stink. It is hard to watch. But there is... Ramondre Stevenson and Demario Douglas, who kind of just make it out the rubble, right? It's like in Battle of the Bastards when Jon Snow just comes up, comes out of all of those dead bodies, right? He gets his way up there. That's what Demario Douglas and Ramondre Stevenson do in this Patriots offense. Now, Douglas did exit Sunday's contest against the G-Men and Tommy DeVito, right, with a head injury. So that is something to monitor as the week goes along because there is not a 100% lock that he plays on Sunday. So make sure you monitor that if you need to play Douglas this week. Wide receiver 34 last week in PPR. They lose to the Giants 7-10. Six receptions on nine targets. Van Ness, I like for 49 yards. Four straight weeks with seven or more targets. Now, I've been talking about Douglas for what feels like forever at this point. Douglas is a guy that's upside is limited, right? His upside is capped by the ineptitude of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. But he still continues to be a safe piece due to how many targets he gets and due to the fact that he is by far and away the best wide receiver on this team that they can roll out there. So again, say what you want about Mac Jones, say what you want about Zappy, right? We've heard it all. They fucking suck. I get it. I get it. But when push comes to shove, if Douglas plays against the Chargers defense, I think he's going to be fine. Again, is Douglas going to be the reason why you win your week? Fuck no, baby. He's not. 
He's not going to be the reason why you win your week. But he also won't be the reason why you lose your week, right? He's just going to be fine. He's a serviceable option that's going to be ranked somewhere from wide receiver probably 28 to 36, 38 in my rankings. Again, I'm not sitting here saying I'm so excited to play Demario Douglas every single week because I'm not. But again, there are injuries. There are depth pieces that you need on your fantasy football team, and Demario Douglas is the perfect example of that. At number eight, we got Jordan Love Me Tenda, Love Me Sweet, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Chiefs on, you guessed it, Sunday Night Football, 48% rostered on ESPN, 45.6% rostered on NFL. Now, Jordan Love was the quarterback five last week in PPR, pulling off probably the biggest upset of the week, I would say. Like, I don't think Anyone had the Packers beating the Lions. Everyone assumed we'd wake up in the morning on Thanksgiving. You turn the game on and you were just going to watch the Lions batter the Giants. Because again, this Packers team has been a roller coaster ride all season long. There are high highs. There are low lows. There are games where Jordan Love looks like Stevie Wonder trying to throw the football. And there are games where it's like, wow, this Jordan Love guy might be the franchise quarterback. He might be the future of the Packers. Like, holy smokes, the Packers lucked into Rodgers, right? They got Rodgers, elite, amazing quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks of all time. They traded for Favre. Oh my gosh. They've done it again, right? Now, again, I'm not here to give the Gawk Gawk 9000 special to Jordan Love. I'm not here to even tell you that Love is guaranteed to be the future, future of the Green Bay Packers. But what I'm here to say right now in week fucking 13 against the Chiefs, I think Jordan Love's a start-worthy quarterback. And if Jordan Love continues on this trajectory, he might mess around and finish the season as like a top eight quarterback weekly. Again, they beat the Lions in Detroit because of the waxing gibbous moon. Did you guys know that? I believe the Lions are 0-13 on Thanksgiving when it's a waxing gibbous moon. Now, I don't know. I don't have quite any idea about what the fuck a waxing gibbous moon looks like, but it's a disaster for the Lions. Lions 0-16, 0-12, something like that when going up against the waxing gibbous moon. So make sure you guys... uh. Check out the moon before you watch a Lions game. 22 completions on 32 attempts for 268 yards for three touchdowns. Three rushes for 39 yards as well. Jordan Love season, this is the perfect way to put things, is like an Oreo cookie, right? There is the chocolate parts of the cookie and there's the cream filling. Week one through week four, the man was on fire. He was cooking like Gordon Ramsay five-star Michelin meal. Then from weeks five through nine, the cream. You know, where he's fucking creaming all over you, pause, and fucking you over. He was on the struggle bus weeks five through nine, right? And then the other part of the cookie here, recently from weeks 10 to 12, he started to pick things up and he also ditched that interception problem that heavily plagued him in the middle of the season when he was struggling. Now, I get on paper this matchup isn't easy, but I still do think Jordan Love is start worthy with top 12 upside at number nine we got baker mayfield another quarterback tampa bay buccaneers going up against the panthers at home in tampa bay 51.9 percent rostered on espn 28.4 percent rostered on nfl now maybe this is like a writer situation right where alec pierce takes over as or aiden pierce i believe his name is takes over as antonio pierce i apologize takes over as the interim coach of the raiders AP, going psycho, La Mama Bad Like Michael, takes over, and then, boom, the Raiders are on fire. 
Maybe that's what happens with Chris Tabor taking over for the Panthers, but I don't really think so, if I'm being honest with you. Quarterback 17 last week for Baker in a solid matchup against the Colts in Indy. He kind of struggled. He did get banged up. Something to monitor as the week goes along if you need to stream Baker Mayfield. They lose 20-27. to Baker, considering he got hurt, had a good game. 20 completions on 30 attempts for 199 yards and two touchdowns with a pick as well as three rushes for 14 yards. Now, Baker has been on a bit of a downward streak the last two weeks, and he did, like I said, get banged up last week. Assuming that he plays, the bounce back feels almost inevitable here up against a Panthers defense that is no bueno. They are no good. This could be a stomping. Again, unless the interim coach fucking greatness, the aura of the interim coach really rights the ship of the Panthers, I think this one might be a blowout by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 10. Before we get on into the additional waiver wire ads, again, if you guys have enjoyed thus far, smash that subscribe button like it owes you money. Lightly caress the like button for the boy. I really appreciate it. At number 10, Jeff Wilson Jr., JWJ, running back of the Miami Dolphins, going up against the left hands up. Who are we? The Commanders in Washington. 27.3% rostered on ESPN, 24.5% rostered on NFL. Running back 26 last week in PPR. Week 12 at the New York Jumbo Jets on Black Friday. W34-13, 11 rushes for 56 yards and three receptions on three targets for 17 yards. Now, I understand that the second Devin 2 chains shows back up that Jeff Wilson is going to get put on his underwear and and shot up the flagpole, right? Or gotten a swirly in the toilet, right? Because Devin 2 chains will be back and it's going to be the one-two punch of Mostert and Wilson. But, and this is a big but, shout out to Violet Myers, I am still unsure on if Devin A. Chain will play this week or how soon he will return after re-aggravating his injury that knocked him out multiple games earlier on in the season. It seemed like there was a chance maybe he'd play against the Jets, and then they ruled him out. Now, if I'm the head coach of the Dolphins, if I'm Mike McDaniel, what's going to happen is we are playing, as a Dolphins fan, we play the Cowboys, then we play the Titans, and then we play the Jets. Don't rush Devin A-Chain back here. Now, maybe they will. Maybe A-Chain's fine, and he's going to play, Right? But if I'm the coach of the Dolphins, I say, hey, let me put a chain on a bit of ice. And then once we get the harder matchups, like once we go up against the Cowboys and the Bills, the Ravens, like, oh, now we have Devin a chain, our secret fucking weapon, the secret formula. Shout out to Plankton. And we're to be good. Now, again, it is very possible that a chain comes back. But until he does with Salvin Ahmed on the IR with a foot injury, till a chain is back with all these great matchups ahead for the Dolphins, you should start Jeff Wilson if your RB core is in a bad spot. Again, this is a speculative ad. Because it's very plausible we get to Sunday and A-Chain's back in the lineup. Now into the honorable mention, the extra ads here. Josh Downs, wide receiver of the Colts, going up against the Titans in Tennessee. I get Josh Downs didn't have that great of a game, but Josh Downs is still the number two receiver on a Gardner Minshew offense that at times looks to heavily feed Josh Downs. Elijah Moore, wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, going up against the Rams in LA. I love Elijah Moore. He keeps getting the targets. He hasn't really turned it into much, and the quarterback situation is atrocious in Cleveland. Though, if they do find a semblance of, you know, maybe P.J. Walker is locked in, he plays really well, then maybe Elijah Moore ends up being a guy that can be started, especially with the Amari Cooper injury. Isaiah Likely, tight end of the Ravens, is on by. Likely was exactly what I thought he would be last week, kind of like, it's a trap, you know, where you, Admiral Akbar, where you play him, 
and you're expecting like somewhat Andrews numbers, and this guy is more watered down than Andrews. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get as many targets. But again, he's still a talented player, so he'll be fine. Again, the tight end position is so volatile. It's hard to find a great tight end. So if you need someone, likely's fine. At number four, we got Ezekiel Elliott of the Patriots going up against the LA Chargers. It is officially handcuffed season and we ain't talking about some 50 shades of gray kinky shit here we're talking about handcuffing your running back we're getting into the playoffs handcuff 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 right it's like valentine's day out here elijah mitchell running back of the 49ers versus the eagles handcuff 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 you have cmc make sure you got mitchell you got ramondre make sure you get zeke make sure you got your handcuffs so that you're not left shit out of luck in the playoffs. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying today's video, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Like it owes you some money. Make sure you guys leave a like on today's video, whether you are new to the channel or not. It helps me out a ton. Check out the defense rankings, the defense to stream for week number 13 video, as well as, again, checking out the channel. It's on the screen. Tomorrow, we got the running back start set, the wide receiver start set. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, love you. Good boy!